You know, so far, so good in this journey. Everyone in the Vikings organization has been super welcoming, and I am already ready to wear purple and gold until my eyes bleed. As an LSU fan, that's how I was watching it. For him to have a rookie season like that was just super exciting. I'm also really super pumped to see Justin Jefferson's second season. Yo, welcome to episode number 99 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside producer Jay Nelson as always. And today we have a pretty loaded show. We got a lot coming at you. OTA day number nine just wrapped up. And boy, what a week it has been. But we still got one more practice left this week. And it's been a lot to take away from just the first three weeks of OTAs thus far. But before I give you my feedback and my notes, um, while OTAs are wrapping up, mandatory minicamp starts next week. And that is going to be a, a lot of people's favorite time of the year because you, you get to see who's out there, who's not. The, the speed picks up a little bit. The guys are actually competing because they know mandatory minicamp is only three days that week. And then you get an entire you get an entire month off of work. Of course, we know those guys are either going to go back home or go back to where they're training. But it, it's always good to see those guys compete at mandatory minicamp because they want to leave a good lasting impression heading into training camp, but I'm excited, man. It's been a, a an eventful past few weeks. Um, uh, Jay, you know, I've been pretty heavy on Twitter the past couple of days. You're just trying to fill fans in on, you know, some of the things that I've seen at practice. And I, I, I use it as an, as an opportunity to, to connect with fans because of course we know we're still in a pandemic. Fans haven't been able to see the Vikings in over a year now. So I like to throw a few company worthy tweets out there to get, you know, the fans buzzing, get them talking a little bit just to see what the energy is like. And when I tweeted out that, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce were working together to build that chemistry, uh, the feedback I got was I I was not expecting it. Um, We knew, you know, the 600 pounds of beef there in the middle that makes everybody excited. But actually seeing those guys, you know, dap each other up. Uh, be around each other, talk to each other, I guess, interact on social media. I was like, okay, that that chemistry is there already. And then when you have arguably the the best D-line coach in the NFL and Andre Patterson, it only makes that transition that much better. Yesterday, I tweeted Kirk Cousins had his best day of OTAs. Um, He's had some pretty good practices the past couple of weeks. But yesterday, he was throwing dimes left and right to Adam Thiel and Justin, Justin Jefferson. Almost every single starter got a touch. Clint Kubiak like let Kirk sling the ball around like the, these these plays weren't vanilla of course I'm not going to name the plays but you know these, these were like you know double move routes and, and Kirk is standing in the pocket you know making clutch throws that the way he was putting the ball in certain places it, it, it got me hype just going forward because at the same time we know um, we only go as far as the offensive line takes us but at the same time when Kirk has pocket security when he, when he's not getting pressure like he he's a top ten quarterback in the league. I mean, a lot of people can say top five, top six, but it, it was good to see him out there. Um, you you know the quarterback play here is 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 very key, and having Kirk for another year, a lot is going to be expected, right? That is the a number one question: is can you get Kirk time? Because we've all seen throughout his time here with the Vikings, and even prior, you get that guy some time, he can drop that ball in on a rope and. As long as as he's able to do that, if you've invested as much as you have in trying to get some more playmakers here, we've got multiple first-round picks on this offensive line now, 
you have addressed the fact that he needs more time. And yeah, sometimes you just can't get that because of scheme. And sometimes you can't get that because somebody makes a great play. But more times out of not, if you get Kirk time, he's going to deal. Mm -hmm. I went through um, on my own. I went through looking at the the replays of the Mm -hmm. two Packer games from last season just trying to to you know look and see what when Breland was on that team even in 2018 I've gone through and looked at some of Kirk's and you just you see some of those throws and you cannot believe you know how is he fitting that in there and it just proves that if you get this guy mm-hmm. time he has the weapons and let him go let him do what he needs to do and now on top of that the other question we've been talking about is what's a Kubiak offense going to look like and maybe if we're at the point now in week three of OTAs, let alone whatever work they've right. been doing in the offseason, if Clint and Kirk are on the same page and Clint knows what he can do and what he does well and what areas he struggles in, if you can maximize what he does well and minimize the stuff that he struggles with, then you have a quarterback who can be as dangerous as anybody in this league. So I'm hoping that, you know, if you're seeing this kind of stuff in OTAs, and yes, it's OTAs, we got mini camp next week. You can call it mandatory mini camp. I call it motivational mini camp because as soon as those three days are done, that's the last thing those players remember walking off that field for about six weeks and they're stewing the whole time. Because like we've talked about in the past, if the defense puts a good one on the offense and the offense puts a good one on the (laughs) defense, either side is, is getting crabby about what just happened the day before. So hopefully, hopefully next week with that that mini camp, it's motivational mini camp because yeah, when they're done with those three days, the next time they're really going to see each other on that field, it's going to be go time, and there's going to be a lot of position battles happening. Let alone trying to make sure everybody knows what's going on with the offense and defense. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I I, I hope Kirk is just about to take off and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this, this entire season plays out. If mandatory mini camp is anything like uh, this past week, um, I, I think next week is going to be really chippy. Like guys, you know, getting a little bit more physical, uh, a little bit more action. And I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited to announce here in the Vikings entertainment network. Um, we got a new member, Jay. Uh, her name is Tatum Everett. She is an on-air personality slash associate producer. Um, she is from Louisiana, and she is joining the team as of Wednesday, uh, June 9th. And I'm excited to have her on the show. We get to talk to her later on, get to know her a little bit, get you Vikings fans up to speed on who she is, what she'll be bringing to the table, and, and, and more. And we, I guess we'll play a little game, too, while we're at it, I'm sure. Um, but I, I'm excited to have her on board because she she knows a lot of the players. She knows a few of the coaches also because she actually worked in Tennessee uh, the past few years, and she worked the game uh, last year. I think it was week three when we played the Titans, and she built a good relationship with Hobie RT, Ron Johnson. I think her boyfriend stays up here. So she's familiar to the Minnesota Vikings community. So having her on later will be great. But speaking of later, later as in next week, mandatory minicamp starts. And in case you don't know what mandatory minicamp is or some of the logistics behind it, um, practices will be next Tuesday through Thursday. Official physicals, however, will be conducted on Monday. So no practice on Monday. Practice Tuesday, practice Wednesday, practice Thursday. The media will be out there every single day next week. In my terminology, Viking social media will be jumping next week. Um, A a lot of 
things to, to talk about, a lot of things to see, a lot of things to dissect. Participation is mandatory. So if you do not show up, you are subject to penalties, which, you know, of course, results in a fine. So, of course, the elephant in the room here is Daniil Hunter. He has not been at OTAs. So I guess now is whether or not he'll show up to mandatory minicamp. And if he does, great. If he doesn't, he'll most likely receive a fine. So usually most teams host their mandatory minicamps after the third week of OTAs, but there are already seven teams right now that are hosting their mandatory minicamp this week. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Cowboys, Lions, Packers, the Giants, and the Eagles are all conducting their minicamps this week. And then the rest of the league will conduct theirs the following week, which will be next week uh, in addition to the Vikings. Um, but Jay, everybody's been talking about, you know, will the Vikings sign, a, sign another cornerback? Are they going to add to the secondary? Well, if you've been following Viking social media lately, you you know we've brought in three cornerbacks, um, Ty Smith, Rashad Breeland, and Amari Henderson. Um, I know you got a little bit more insight on those guys, so just provide your um, – analysis and insight on what those guys bring to the table and a little bit about who they are. Yeah, I find it kind of interesting because like last week on the show, we were talking about how the June 1st date freeing up some of that salary cap money was going to possibly give us some availability to to go in and make some moves possibly. You know, we know that this team is never done trying to adjust the roster as much as possible. And I just remember Eric Smith and Corso also bringing up the idea of possibly, you know, going after cornerbacks and, and looking at some of the guys that we talked to already. And, you know, the Vikings pulled the trigger on that. You did have those three guys sign within six days of each other. In the span of two days, you had two guys come in. So they were super, super busy over the last week just trying to mm-hmm. help that that cornerback room. So last Thursday, Ty Smith, somebody that uh, Tatum Everett knows very, very well. Ty Smith, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, uh, signed with your Minnesota Vikings. He's a Raleigh, North Carolina native, somebody that yes, Gabe ought to get go. to know pretty well, <laughs> especially uh, uh, looking forward to Bojangles uh, chicken, right? Oh, oh, my gosh. Don't remind me, man. I'm going home <laughs> in like two weeks. So I look, for, I look forward to uh, getting a, a text from Gabe with a photo of him grabbing down to some Bojangles. Uh, Ty Smith would probably appreciate you bringing some back for him, too. Uh, former fifth-round pick out of Towson, and uh, he was drafted by Seattle. And then this is going to be his seventh season in the NFL. Previously played for the Titans from 2017 to 2020. And then he was on the practice squads for Seattle and Washington prior to that. On Friday, last Friday, the Vikings signed probably the biggest name that you're going to see here of these three signings. Cornerback Brashad Breland, formerly from the Kansas City Chiefs. The last two seasons, he was with the Kansas City Chiefs, including winning a Super Bowl trophy and getting a ring out of it for him. He's an Allendale, South Carolina native, former fourth round pick out of Clemson by Washington football team. And this is going to be his eighth season in the NFL. Like I said, he was with the Chiefs the last two seasons. Green Bay in 2018 for a season, which is part of the reason why I was looking through at some of that those mm-hmm. game footage with the Vikings and the, and the Packers. And then he was with Washington for the four, first four seasons of his career. So there's a lot of talk, a lot of speculation on what, what's going to happen with him. And, and a lot of people are speculating, saying they think he is competing for that starting spot. Um, alongside Cam Dantzler, um, kind of in that, that outside cornerback position. And he is somebody who's got the career. He's got the the charisma. He's got the skills. And it'll be interesting to see how it's going to work out for him, given the amount of cornerbacks we currently have on this roster. And then finally, this week on Tuesday, the Vikings signed cornerback Amari Henderson, a Charlotte, North Carolina native. Mm-hmm. Again, 
We got a Carolina theme going with these three guys. <laughs> I love it. Um, he's a former undrafted free agent out of Wake Forest by Jacksonville last season. And after being on the Jacksonville practice squad last season, he tried out and participated in the Vikings rookie minicamp in May, and they really liked what they saw from him. And so when they uh, decided to make some of these moves, they they brought him in to, again, try and compete, given everything they got to see him him put on tape there for rookie minicamp. So it's got to be exciting for for Zim and for for Coach Carl and those guys to to get a plethora of players here. I think I saw a stat the other day that was saying something along the lines of, yeah, you got 11 guys in this room, but you currently have like 300 plus mm-hmm. games worth of experience now yeah. in this this room versus the minimal amount that you had last season given all the rookies that were on the squad. So if you take a look at what we've got here, you've got uh, Mackenzie Alexander brought him in as a free agent and he's familiar with the system. We know what Mac did when he was here before. Chris Boyd, who's flashed at times this offseason, but he needs to prove it in his third year on the, on this team. Brashad Breeland, like we said, he's got the Super Bowl pedigree and for the last two seasons, and he's also played in the league. And he's and you're seeing even today, you're seeing him out at practice working one-on-one with Zim on certain things. And I think there's just a lot of expectations possibly coming with him. Uh, Cam Dantzler played really well last season, but again, he's got some competition now for earning a starting role and just to see what he's going to be able to do with some of those season vets. Jeff Gladney has not participated this offseason, and he's got some current serious off-field issues that he's dealing with, and so we really don't know what's going to happen with him this season. Harrison Hand, Gabe, you were talking about him putting on a show during this offseason at different times, and so he's definitely flashed on tape. Amari Henderson, like we said, he he looked really good at rookie minicamp, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Dylan Mabin signed with the Vikings off the Raiders practice squad, so he's going to try and make a run at this as well. Perry Nickerson is on his fifth team in four years, and between injuries and kind of the COVID system that happened, they cut his season short for the last two seasons. So again, he's trying to make a squad. Patrick Peterson, we know what he <laughs> is capable of. We know how good he can be, but the question is, can he outrun Father Time? Yeah. And so you're looking with him, if he's going to try and, and keep Father Time at bay here for another couple seasons, maybe a, a, a new place, a new face, and a new system, and working with you know one of the godfathers of the secondary play and, and working with Mike Zimmer will help rejuvenate him and put out a huge product for us on the field this season. Finally, Ty Smith, he's got experience, but can he splash enough to kind of rise to the top of this meeting room and earn his mm-hmm. way into this roster for the regular season? So... There is a lot of of competition happening amongst yeah. these eleven guys. So for them, mandatory mini camp is going to be crucial. And knowing they got about a three week, three to four week window to try to make this squad before it's live bullets for this team. So there's a lot going on in the secondary room. It's kind of exciting to see how much change has happened given how frustrated they were at the end of last season. Very exciting to see, Jay. I'm I don't think you could have said that any better about the cornerbacks and what what they can bring to the table, a lot of value, a lot of value. That's the first thing I think of. But speaking of value, we're going to add some value to this VEN team. And I'm talking about Tatum Everett, who now joins the show. All right, fans of the podcast, we have someone you are going to become very, very familiar with joining our show right now from the Vikings Entertainment Network. Please meet Miss Tatum Everett. She's moving from Nashville, Tennessee, and she is a new on-air personality here for the Minnesota Vikings. And Tatum, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, we were talking off camera. I, I, I sent you a welcome email. If, if you don't reply to that within the next 48 to 72 hours, 
you will hear about this for the next year. But thank you for joining us. I'm, I'm so excited to, to have you here. Thanks, Gabe. I am so pumped to be here. And don't worry, you will get a response to your email the minute I can access my email. I am Southern, so I will always be polite and send a response. And I thank you because, you know, so far, so good in this journey. Everyone in the Vikings organization has been super welcoming, and I am already ready to wear purple and gold until my eyes bleed. Well, purple and gold again, right? You went to LSU. But before we get to your college and things about, I guess, just college and professionally, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, you kind of alluded to you there. I, I have always said I bleed purple and gold. I did not realize that would take on a new meeting later on in my life. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, where football is our second religion. So I've been following the LSU Tigers forever. I uh, also went there, so I'm a huge fan, and I love following the Tigers in the NFL. But I think uh, when I started really focusing on sports journalism, my love of football really only grew beyond the players and my particular team. I have a huge appreciation for the NFL and become a giant fan of all things NFL, especially during my time in Nashville covering the Titans the last three seasons. But I am – sports broadcasting has just kind of come naturally to me. I love to talk. I love to talk sports. And I'm just really excited to be able to do that with the Vikings. Yeah, you picked the the perfect time to leave the Titans, right? They, they re-up on the, the receiver market. They add Julio Jones, and then you move to, to Minnesota. So I, I know it's bittersweet leaving uh, Nashville, Tennessee, but, you know, your excitement level to be here now. Just expound on that a little bit. Yeah, you know, they had to clear up that cap space to allow Julio to get there. So that's why I'm up here in Minnesota now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no. I've, I've been uh, pursuing this position for a while. I had my eye on the Vikings. I really wanted to work for this organization. Um, I think they do things the right way. I'm really excited to be in this part of the country, being from the South and really only ever living. I mean, the, the most North I've ever lived is Nashville. So this is a really exciting opportunity. I'm, I'm ready to get to know the community and the players, the coaches, you guys at Vikings Entertainment Network, all the fans, because they're, you know, I've actually tried to tell my parents this, you know, because they're not really lovers of the cold. So I'm like, look, the stadium has a roof. When you get in there after not being in there after a year and you hear the skull chant for the first time, you are going to get goosebumps. So I'm trying to get my parents to come up for that game because I'm ready to experience that at a whole new level too. I think a lot of times when I was going through the interview process with you guys, one of the things I alluded to a lot was that Football in this area is a lifestyle. The Vikings are in this, every fan, every person that lives in Minnesota, it's their team. And I have that same feeling about my teams because I feel like they're so ingrained in the culture. And I love that about this area. Yeah, you hit it right on the head, Jay. I mean, you're from Minnesota. You can probably speak more to that, just how that all correlates and how people – I'm. I got on a purple shirt right now, so I'm starting to bleed a little purple. But, Jay, you have purple and gold in your blood, too. Yeah, it's one of those things that when you're a little little kid and you have the same last name as a player, you're getting a jersey when you're like one years old because it's got your name on the back of it. It's like part of it is, too, we've all lived in different markets. We've all seen what it's like in different areas. There's different markets that have, you know, maybe the baseball team is the biggest thing or a hockey team. Um, In this market, when you talk to anybody, especially sports-wise, they always say, it doesn't matter what's happening. The Vikings are going to be the talk of the town, no matter what's happening, good and bad. And um, that's why the fans are so passionate. 
they they want us to win so badly and they want us to get a a Super Bowl championship and a ring so badly that that is why it hurts even more when you see them fail at times. And so like as a as a as a lifer, I can tell you this live when I was living in a different market. I was literally running out to my car to turn on the satellite radio just to hear the end of a game. Uh, you know, you do whatever you can to, to still hold on to that because that's still a part of who you are and what you identify with. And I think as somebody who who grew up here, left and came back just and then have the fortunate uh, access to work for this team. It's something that it's just something you can hold on to and 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 feel a part of. And so, you know, getting to be here for the last 14 years, 15th season coming up here, it's just been a dream come true. And there's a lot of work that goes into it, but you just love it when when you get a, to be a part of it. So it's great to have both of you uh, a part of this team here at this point, too. And I look forward to seeing how this is going to grow for both of you. Yeah. And Tatum, you, you're pretty familiar with, you know, the Vikings, I would say like the media and kind of the, the surrounding partners and affiliates that we associate with, like Fox 9, Hobie RT. You were on in the past talking Vikings versus Titans this past year. So you you know at least one familiar face in the market, right? Yeah, funny story. Hobie Arteague is a college friend of mine. We both did Tiger TV together when we went to LSU. So I think if you would have, I mean, his name is way more Cajun than mine. So if you would have put us two Cajuns up north, we probably would have been like, We'll never end up there, but look at us now, you know? Yeah, him and I went for beers uh, this past weekend, and he basically said um, he has crawfish in his in his basement. He's got jambalaya in his basement. So I'm only expecting a little bit of the same for you, right? Well, he might he might be a better cook than I am. I'm not really good <laughs> at those kinds of things, but if he's got in his basement, I'm going. That's, I know where I'm headed. <laughs> Speaking of hobbies, though, you got two dogs? Yes, I actually just adopted a dog in January. His name is Samson. He's a... Uh, it's seven or eight year old boxer mastiff mix. I have a love for okay. boxer dogs. And then my boyfriend who is actually works at Carol 11. So he's already in town. He nice. is, has a mix of his own. She's sweet. She, her name is Luna. She's also from Louisiana. And um, yeah, so I huge dog lover and I'm really excited to have them here and kind of start that whole adventure because Samson's new to the fam. So this is exciting. Nice. Very exciting. I was Jay knows Corso knows. I just got a new dog about two months ago. First dog of my life. So this will be fun, you know, doing content, talking about dogs. We, Lindsay Young has a series called purple pups. So it's going to be a lot of opportunities to, to talk dogs, talk football, talk players, talk opportunities. So I'm, I'm excited just to keep going, but I want to talk a little bit more about your career. Um, for you, what, what would you say some of your career highlights were and what can Vikings fans expect? I know what to expect because I'm excited, but like Vikings fans. Yeah, I I love, uh, well, I guess to go back to my career a little bit, some of the highlights, my time in Nashville was amazing. I mean, the last three years have been really, really great. Even, um, you know, braving the pandemic and having to adapt to that was an interesting experience. And I think it, you know, it, it forced us to work in ways we were never really accustomed to. So that was a learning experience. But, you know, before that happened, we had the NFL draft. And that's one of the things I will always remember because it was, you know, one of the first ones that was in the literal smack dab in the middle of the city. And um, thousands of people were watching. I had the ability to cover the winter classic. I've done the college world series. I've, I've, I'm, I've been all over the map, I guess you could say covering LSU football to, the Cowboys to the saints to 
all over the South, basically. I've um, dabbled in NASCAR some too. So, I mean, nice. there really isn't a sport you almost cannot talk to me about, which is exciting, but football is my number one passion. And so I'm, I think that's what excites me most about this opportunity is the fact that I can focus on the NFL and football and that will be my wheelhouse. But of course, if you catch me out, you know, anywhere around town, you want to talk about the NASCAR race coming up on Sunday, like let's do it because I, I've, I've become a fast fan of, of so many sports during my time in broadcasting. And you, and you met Darius Rucker, right? I did. Yes. I actually interviewed him one-on-one. He's nice. super nice. Um, yeah, he was a, he's a huge NASCAR fan. Um, <laughs> so he was at Daytona 500 two years ago as the opening singer. And, um, yeah, he was great. I love, he was a really, really nice guy, but see, I grew up knowing him as Hootie, you know, so that <laughs> I, I, I did not, I did call him Darius, but I, yeah. he's Hootie to me. So yeah, I love it. You'll be surprised. All those experiences will make you better for this one opportunity to talk about one team, because there are so many Vikings fans that I've learned. I've only been here a year. There are so many Vikings fans that of course they love their team but they love talking to people that know things outside of the team and try to bring the knowledge outside of football into the knowledge of the game and kind of correlate the two. So I'm so excited to, to get going with you. I know you and I have a lot of things uh, coming soon for Vikings fans. So stay tuned to that. But last, my last, my last question for you, um, I'm, I'm not going to quiz you, but what do you know about the Vikings so far? Well, I'm excited to see, Kirk Cousins come into his own this season. I know that um, getting that playoff win was huge for him. And with the whole question mark going on over in the Packers and, and the NFC North, this is really could be a good time for him to get the offense ready to go. Um, and then I also, I really want to see the defense take a huge step. I know they've made a lot of moves uh, in the off season to kind of shore up a lot of the issues from last year. And um, I think I'd like to see, progress there because at the end of the day you have to be balanced as much as possible in this league um i watched an the most amazing offense tennessee titans has ever seen last season and they were not able to do to go far because of the lack of defense because of the fact that they just weren't strong enough and you know derrick henry can run two thousand yards in a season but if you can't hold teams under 30 points at that time, you know, it's just not going to happen for you. So I think that's what I need to see. Um, I'm also really super pumped to see Justin Jefferson's second season in the league, if I'm being honest. You you, you sound a little biased there with Justin Jefferson. No, bi- no bias. No <laughs> bias. No, I know. Yeah, I, I, I was excited to see him because I do think that so much of the focus was on Jam- Jamar that year that they knew he was good, but I didn't think they knew he'd be that good. And for right. him to have a rookie season like that, um, was just as an, as an LSU fan, cause that's how I was watching it at that point in time was just, um, super exciting. We love our wide receivers who have a little bit of a, uh, little bit of an unknown walking in the building to turning into a budding superstar. And so to see him and Thielen this year together, there's a lot of expectations that the two of them should have on their shoulders and let alone, they already asked Justin at a press conference today, just saying, what are your expectations? What are your goals for this season? He said to do better than last year. And a lot of people are just raising their eyebrows saying you set the bar pretty high. So if you can build off of that, I think everyone's going to be ecstatic with those, those two and what they can do for the season. Yeah. One of the best duos in the NFL, no doubt. So moving on from that a little bit, uh, we're trying to get to know you. We kind of can go through and find all the bio info and everything, but uh, you got a little little uh, truths and lies going on here. Yeah, I got you guys a little two truths and a lie okay. of my connections to current Vikings players. 
Okay. So I'm going to have you guys guess which one is the lie. This would be easy. Super easy. Super easy. Okay. I went to the same high school as Justin Jefferson. I've interviewed Chris Boyd after a state championship win in high school. And I have shot a Xavier Woods football game in college. Oh, man. Mm. Let's see. We had Xavier on the show the other week. He went to Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Um, Chris, I'm trying to remember because I was looking through his bio. So Chris is from Texas. I know that. And you said you covered the Cowboys. Yeah, but was Chris? Okay, so was Chris a part of like the uh, the Army game, the high school All-America game or something down at the mm. uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome? That I don't know. Um, Justin Jefferson, he went to Destroy in high school, I believe. I think my, my two truths are you went to the same high school as JJ and you shot an Xavier Woods game. So the Chris Boyd is the lie. Yeah, Chris Boyd is the lie. Okay, it's not right. I was going to say I was going to flip <laughs> it. You're both wrong. <laughs> a little bit i did it on purpose um i i went to the same college as justin but we didn't go to the same uh, high school so yeah yeah no he went to destrahan i'm a little north of new orleans and mandeville um i have interviewed chris boyd after he won a state championship in high school he was uh gilmer high school is an, an absolute powerhouse in east texas i mean 18 some odd and I'm probably not even giving them enough state championships. He probably never remembered it. I was super young. We were like out of, after a game interviewing him because he played so well, obviously. So have wow. interviewed him. And then I used to shoot games when I was in Shreveport before I was in Nashville. And in Shreveport's an hour outside Ruston. So we would cover Louisiana Tech. And yeah, so I've actually shot a Xavier Woods game on the shoulder camera and everything. Well, you got us. You got us. I should have. I wish I had your notes. It probably would give, give you a better answer. I, I do a little wordplay there. It's, you know, it's, it is it is very strange to to even look back and think like, you know, being in this business so long and and being in broadcasting in different areas, how you do kind of like come to these full circle moments where you're around people you either watched or covered in high school and college, uh, succeed at the professional level. So. What was your what was your biggest first memory working in sports? My biggest first memory. Oh, I don't I don't think you guys would want to know about this one. You can you can explain what it is. It's, it's full circle. I started out at a cable station in Morgan City, Louisiana, which is just outside of New Orleans. The year was two thousand nine, and the Saints played the Vikings. <laughs> And uh, went to the Super Bowl and went on to win. So um, that was my biggest moment because I think at that point, you know, you're like 20 some odd years old. You're just out of school and you're at the Saints, you know, first game to punch their ticket to their first ever Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It was just an incredible feeling as a journalist and as a, I guess, as a New Orleanian to to witness a moment like that and to be in the building for that um that was crazy and something i won't forget or take for granted because i do get to say you know i was there and i was able to cover that team um even though i was just a tiny young child basically with a camera so i was there too i was up in the stands <laughs> watching that one and, i was just about uh, to ask I was going to say on the flip side of that one, <laughs> Viking fans know what that feels like with the uh, Minneapolis miracle. Yeah, you know, that's true. That's very true. I was never going to bring any of that up because I 
I, you know, I get it. Get it out now. Get it out. It's part of those big moments. It's just part of being a part of those big moments that is so special. And I know that there are fans. Trust me, I have friends and family who still bring it up to this day. They still can't stand the Saints because of it. But on the flip side of that, you know, when you have things like the Minneapolis Miracle happen as well, you understand the highs are great. The lows are not. And, um, you know, it's just something that personally, even working for the Vikings, I just look at it even to fans of the local team and say, you got to understand where they're coming from, too. So it's like it's something that helped shape and I'm sure helped uh, keep you excited to want to do this when you got that taste of being at that game and what that felt like. I'm sure it just kind of helped fuel the rest of your career as well. Yeah. Hopefully you can bring some of that good luck over here because like similar to what Jay said, like minute, like I look at Minnesota fans like I look at Jay. Jay's a little bit more logical, but they don't forget anything. Sure. But at the same time, you 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 get it out. You, you say you, <laughs> you say your piece. You be real, and then you go from there because they they enjoy their sports. They enjoy their teams. Um, but at the same time, they want to win. So hopefully, you can bring some good luck. I'm excited to have you on board, Tatum. Best of luck with everything. We got content coming forward. Thank you for joining MVP. I'm sure you'll be back sometime in the near future, but thank you again. I can't wait. Thank you guys so much. It is going to be an awesome season. I cannot wait to see what the Vikings have in store for us this year. Well, I am excited to have Tatum on our team. Um, like I said before, Jay, mini camp coverage will be all week long next week on Vikings.com. So stay tuned to all of our platforms to see what is going on here inside the TCO Performance Center. I'll have more one-on-ones with players. If you haven't seen some of the ones that we've already done, go ahead on to Vikings.com right now on our YouTube channel. There will be more to come. Also, Three Observations with Eric Smith is back, along with Lindsey Young, who will have articles each day following minicamp next week. All those articles, like I said, are on Vikings.com, so check them out. But, Jay, as you got written on this thing, tick, tick, tick goes the off-season clock. How like summer hasn't even started yet, and there have been a bunch of changes to this biking squad already. So minicamp is next week. My excitement level is through the roof. I know yours is, is through the roof also, and I won't talk to you again probably between now and the, the start of minicamp. So what are you most looking forward to uh, for Vikings fans as we wrap up the MVP episode number 99? Continued growth and and uh, tempo next week. I just Like I said, it should be motivational minicamp. I want to hear stories. I want to see the footage of guys out there competing. I want to see smiles on their faces. I want to see that chemistry really bubbling up and starting to solidify. It's always hard when they they take this break because you feel like you finally gotten to a point where they're, they're starting to click on all cylinders. And then mm-hmm. more than anything, it's a physical and mental break just to get them out and to get them relaxed. But none of them can fully slack off. They're going to be working. Yeah. They're going to be looking at their playbooks. They're going to be talking to each other. And at the same point, they're going to be trying to keep their bodies in shape and getting ready for the grueling grind that it's not as grueling as it used to be, but the grueling grind of training camp, even for us, I get to this point in the year. I was kind of joking the other day, just saying, you know, how's it feel knowing summer's over and it hasn't even started, but it's once we can get to, to July, the July 4th weekend and it's over, that is basically go time for everybody working for the Vikings. So, you know, as Tatum said, even coming in at this time of year, it, it's going to be a whirlwind and there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I I, I know there's a lot of chaos that's happening throughout the league, especially within our division and who knows what's happening. But I think the biggest thing for me has been knowing how frustrated that they were last year and to see the amount of time, effort, mm-hmm. money, and bodies they brought in to address those issues they had. 
I'm really curious to see what's going to happen because you don't have slouches in the preseason. Yeah, it's, you're not going to fully open up your playbook, but that Broncos team isn't too bad. And I don't know about you, but that Kansas City Chiefs team is looking pretty dang good every single season, especially with Mahomes back there. Yeah. It's going to be fun in preseason to kind of gauge and see what you got in some of these players. And then we all know it turns into full go and you get that extra game this season too. So For sure. I'm looking forward to mini camp because it means we're one week closer. Very true. Well, you hit it right on the head. If if I had four words to sum up this offseason, it is time, effort, money, and bodies. You hit it right on the head. And we are six weeks away from training camp. Until then, stay tuned for everything Vikings. And again, thank you for joining us for another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Talk to you soon.